Hello, and welcome to episode three of the Can't We Talk podcast. Um, just a quick reminder that I do this uh, live on Twitch every weekend. Um, that is twitch.tv slash triple seven gaming and triple spelt with two P's because I don't know how to spell. <laughs> uh, but anyways, this week, um, I, I was debating on even doing an episode this week because I don't know. I always am up in the air with like if anything that I have to say is relevant or worth hearing or if anybody even cares. So there's definitely, a, I guess you could call it imposter syndrome around that or uh, I don't know what you want to call it. But here we are doing it anyways. So this week, the topics that have been uh, on my mind are... um. Once again, uh, aliens. <laughs> Believe it or not, as weird as it sounds, um, something was uh, released or... Um, I don't know exactly how it came about. I can't remember. I think I heard it on... I don't know. Because I listen to so many things, I lose track. Could have been on uh, Ben Shapiro. Could have been on uh, Rogan something. But apparently some like retired... Uh, Israeli scientist or member of the government or whatever said that like yeah aliens for sure do exist and they tell us that we as earthlings have not been invited in to join the galactic federation because we're not ready there's too much war too much conflict so we've been deemed unworthy um so if we all want to meet the aliens uh <laughs> we We'd better shape up and get our act together. Um, he also said that there's apparently an alien base deep within Mars, and there's been some uh, selected Earth astronauts and scientists that have been chosen to uh, be there. And uh, my guess is that's probably why uh, Elon uh, launched his uh, Tesla uh, into space. It's probably headed there to Mars right now, so all of the bored astronauts have something to drive around. <laughs> I'm definitely being uh, hyperbolic, uh, of course. Um, so yeah, aliens. Um, another thing that I started watching, uh, didn't finish because I had heard about it, and I heard about this author, uh, J.D. Vance, and his book, um, Hillbilly Elegy. I'd heard about it a while ago, and it was just made into like a Netflix movie, and I started watching um, like the first part of it, thinking it was going to be like a like a documentary, and it's more of like a, I guess docudrama. It's definitely dramatized and and, and whatnot. Uh, 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 what's her name? Uh, Amy Adams is in it, and uh, and uh, as far as I can tell, she's the only like recognizable actor that I saw in it. So I'm going to finish that. But uh, the concept around it seems uh, uh, pretty pretty big, and um, the reason why the guy wrote it was pretty big. Um, it's focused on a lot of, like, the uh, very, very poor uh, parts of this country, uh, I think mainly uh, Appalachia and everything, and focused around, I guess, that culture and what it was like to grow up in that and, like, the, the, the close-knit, like, I guess, family, um, f yeah, I guess the close-knit nature of families over there and uh, the kind of like, I guess, rugged independence and, and whatnot, and how a lot of these people have been forgotten by, I guess, most everybody. We tend not to, to, to think about them and whatnot. So uh, I want to read uh, the book at some point. 
because um, I think it goes, I guess, probably a lot more in-depth than, I guess, the movie would, but I'm going to continue watching the movie and finish that up, too, and and uh, probably talk about that uh, uh, at some point in the future as well, because, I mean, it seems really interesting as someone who, I guess, considers myself uh, an empath. I, I, I care about the plights of people kind of everywhere and, and have a real, like, I don't know, real feeling in my heart about a lot of stuff that affects other people and I just I don't know I hate to see people in pain I hate to see people suffer I hate to see people in a bad bad way and in, in, in bad states and I'm really conflicted of what to do about that a lot of times which is one reason why I talk about all this stuff is because it's like it's important things and it's troubling to me and like maybe I can find some kernel of uh of an idea of what to do eventually um so yeah that's that and to shift uh slightly onto a different subject um this game cyberpunk 2077 uh is out and it seems like reviews are all over the place and it's nuts and some people love it some people absolutely hate it apparently on uh, PlayStation 4 and Xbox One, it almost doesn't run at all. It's almost unplayable. Uh, on the newer consoles, apparently it runs okay, but newer consoles and PC where the game does run okay, it's like completely bug-filled and absolutely nuts. Um, but it's one of the things I want to hone in on is that a lot of the early reviews... I guess I shouldn't say a lot... It's, it was only a couple, a small handful um, of early reviews came out, and it, they were done by people who, some of them seemed like it wasn't even, like, their type of game, you know? Because it's, like, a supposed to be, like, a super in-depth, really hour-heavy RPG, um, lots of character customization and armor and weapons and all this stuff. It's like really, really RPG heavy. So it's like for people that love that sort of thing, like people that love Fallout and Skyrim and things like that, it might be right up your alley. And if you are a noted video game critic, a noted video game journalist, like there's no reason you can't play that, play the type of game that you don't enjoy, but you can still offer a fair critique. And a couple of these critiques were were like people like barely spent any time doing anything. They just saw a system in the game they were like, well, that doesn't interest me at all, so I'm not even going to do it. And it, if, you, if, if you don't like that type of game and you find something like, like uninteresting, like a, I guess a, a crafting system... Uh, in the case of cyberpunk and like real-time events also in the case of cyberpunk like if you find those things uninteresting it's like fair enough it's it's uninteresting to you it's not your type of game but if you have a job to review a game in depth you, like you're supposed to investigate all these systems and it's like well there's a random thing to do over there i'd better do it and give a uh what's the word an objective report on what happened in it like if there's a crafting system like actually take the time to like throw a bunch of like 
time into figuring out how it works and if it's good and whatnot and just give an objective critique don't say like oh well this game is trash because it didn't interest me like if it's your job to critique and review games it's like what (laughs) it's like what's what's going on like to me that makes uh no sense um and at least where my mind goes like it's just i don't know i see things like this kind of all over the place whether it comes to reviewing games reviewing movies reviewing comics just things i see in general with like how i see people doing their jobs both where i work and in other places around the world it just seems like um seems to be this idea of to just do as little as possible to get by and be okay with that and i just i can't I can't get behind that anymore. It's like, I, I, I get it. Work is hard. But, like, I still do m- my job. Like, like having fun is easy, so why not just avoid difficulty and completely and just do everything that's easy? And it's like, I just I just don't vibe with that. I mean, like anybody else, I have my lazy, well, my lazy days. I have my moments where I just say, oh, screw it. I'm just going to take the easy way out and, and just not be bothered by things. So it's like I get that I'm 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 flawed too. I have plenty of those moments, like like plenty, like <laughs> more than I like to admit. Um, but enough decisions of that of just like trying to do as little as possible, just scrape by, just like just not be challenged at all. Like I think they just I think they stack up, and I think that because it's like I've been that way in the past, and to me they stacked up and stacked up and stacked up, and you're just kind of left feeling empty. And like just like I don't know like 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 weak and and I don't know how to des- how to describe it exactly feel like purposeless and it's like well you're just left wondering why you feel that way and for me it was like a it was a lack of challenge didn't want to didn't want to do anything didn't care about doing anything like I've talked about I think last episode like just had a sense of just general apathy about life and everything and. I don't know, it just stacked up and and eventually I came to the point where it's like realized that there's some difficulty and challenge that we all need. And that looks different for everybody cuz cuz we're all in different states. It's like again like <laughs> I was talking about I try to be empathetic um because I know not everyone is in the same situation, but <sighs> There's just some level where I think I see people we we just try to to take the easy way out of a lot of things, and I think we need to start doing a little things here and there, little bits like nothing insane to start with, just little little chunks like like how Jordan Peterson talks a lot about uh, things like this is and and says like the best way to do it is just like a little bit of a little bit at a time. Ask yourself what's a small thing that I could do that I would do to improve my situation slightly so I, that I would be better happier with my situation and, and myself. It's like it could be, I don't know, just as, as an example, like if, like say you have like a stack of papers or something somewhere in your house that it's like you look at it, you're like, I don't like that there, I don't want to deal with it, so you just like ignore it. It's like, well, it's obviously something that's bothering you. What if you took the time, like, could you, like, look at the, like, the the top, the top of that paper and be like, okay, this one, I'll get rid of this one today. I can do that. 
and then just get rid of it. And even if that's the only thing you did, it's like that's one step towards eliminating what is bothering you and dragging you down. So let's, I guess, just uh, a small example uh, of that. And I guess back to the example of video games. Like, like, like when, what did I write here? <laughs> I wrote, when the truly difficult thing that you have to do is just play a video game that you don't like, I don't see a lot of room for complaining. Because there's a lot of other people who have way more difficult things that are tasked, tasked to them um, that they have to deal with. So, yeah, that's that my little spiel on games and game journalism and individualism to tie it all together um next something that popped up i'm gonna try and actually watch this show because it sounded super interesting um and i don't know if i have the channel to watch it uh, but it's a show called trafficked and uh the lady of course i didn't write her name down but she was on uh rogan this week and um talked about the show and it just seemed super super interesting it was just like she followed like a lot of different things all around the world that are being trafficked whether there be guns whether it be drugs i think she did some human trafficking or uh, investigated i shouldn't say do she didn't do human trafficking but investigated it but like she d- covered it like all these things and i think it was on the national geographic channel I'm not sure, but I need to find if I have access to that channel and uh, watch these episodes because it sounded really, really interesting. Like I'm all in, into finding how like the the seedy underbelly of like uh, places work, whether it be like our country or others and whatnot. So yeah, I'm sure I'll talk about that um, sometime in the future more if I do actually get to um, get to watch it. Um, let's see, the next couple things, uh, I finally read a book that I had my eyes on, turned out it was, uh, came as part of my Audible, uh, subscription, so I didn't have to pay for it, technically, didn't have to use my credits or whatnot, but it's called, uh, The Parasitic Mind, by, uh, I think you, I think you say, how do you say his name? It's it's Gad. I don't know if it's Gad Sad or Gad Sod. I think it's Gad Sod, because um, it has two A's uh, at th- at the end. Um, but I uh, wanted to read his book after he talked about it on Rogan, and uh, after reading it, I find it found it very similar to, um, I guess another book I read uh, called The Coddling of the American Mind by uh, Jonathan Haidt. And, um, it's kind of all about, I guess it kind of ties into what I was talking about earlier, is, like, for years there's been this culture around, they both tie it back to, like, college campuses. There's been, what can I, what, what, what can I call it? Basically, like, this creation of, uh, they call it a, a safe space, a bubble of things where it's it's they've just created the space where it's like you're not allowed to talk about anything face difficult challenges be confronted with uh, opposing ideas and it's it's led to this idea of creating really fragile people who 
are almost inflicted with uh, they call it like like a mind virus that hence the parasitic mind and uh, Gad has uh, a few different I- ideas and, and takes and different names for uh, the things in the book but it's just more of I guess I'm interested in it because I can see it because a lot of times I hear like all these ideas thrown around with like how we should deal with like uh, uh, race issues how we should deal with uh, class issues how um, like saying that these people are oppressed but these aren't and how in doing that like a lot of people get ignored um, that actually do have problems and, and, and people get called things that there's no way that they could actually be and it's just like to me it just got to a point where I'm just like so confused because again to go back to the fact that I tend to be an, an empath and like care about like how people feel and want the best for everybody like it, it's hard to sort these things out and also being someone who's super interested in psychology I'm like trying to trying to pin down like some sort of understanding of what's going on and how to deal with it um because like again like in feeling for everybody it's like i don't want to be a part of a problem like i I, I would want to be part of like a, a solution if these are truly problems that we're facing uh whether it be in this country or around the world and um that stuff just weighs on me and i want to figure it out um like and trying to balance that with like i keep talking about a, a, a sense of like individual responsibility and i guess i have such a pushback to to things like censorship and things like uh creating a space where you're just not allowed to ask questions and you can cancel people and everything just like not letting your voice be heard i have such a pushback against that because i felt like like I've talked about before, growing up in a very religious setting and growing up in the the Christian church, like I felt like a lot of times it was not okay to ask questions about a lot of things. Um, and eventually just got tired of that and decided to start asking questions and felt free to because it's like, I just got to the point where it's like, why are some things designated things we just can't talk about? It's like, even if we come to like, wrong conclusions about things like why can't we at least talk about them like it's it's important to have a variety of ideas see a variety of ideas and so we can help further our understanding about things just to completely absolutely shut down ideas before even hearing about them it just it seems absolutely ridiculous to me so i guess that's one reason why i want to understand and why i want to push back a lot of that stuff and like and and realize like hey a lot of this stuff is like we're we're taking away people's individuality like like there is definitely a sense of collectivism that we all have to be a part of but every collective is made up of individuals and if you don't have strong individuals making up that collective then you don't have a strong collective at least that's the way that i i see it um so to completely shift off of creating strong individuals only to create a strong collective that eventually starts to break down uh, i think because again like every collective is made up of individuals 
Um, so yeah, I think that's all I have to say on that. But that's something that's like always in the the forefront of my mind nowadays. Seeing seeing things that are going on with like the the election, and then the, there was uh, more uh, uh, protests and everything. Even last night, there was stuff that happened in in, in my state, Washington State. Uh, some violence broke out, I, and and there was stuff in Washington D.C. too. And uh, right now it's kind of jumbled in my head because I've just seen, like, headlines and stuff, so I don't know what exactly happened where, but I know, like, people were definitely hurt. Uh, Black Lives Matter was involved, the Proud Boys were involved, Antifa was involved, like, all of these, like, groups who are, are uh, protesting for their own things, which, I, I mean, I believe you have every right to uh, to protest anything you want, but protest peaceably. Like, once violence breaks out, like, I find it hard to condone anything like like at, at all like once you've escalated it that far and no one's trying to calm things down it's like well you lost me it's like i want to try and support <laughs> what you're protesting for but you lost me with the violence <laughs> uh, not a fan at all so maybe as more things roll out across uh, this coming week maybe i'll ta- end up talking about that uh, next weekend so we'll see um and then yet another shift. Um, apparently, ten new Star Wars uh, series were announced. Uh, was it yesterday? I think it was yesterday. I'm not sure. Um, but there's like you got like Star Wars. Uh, the Bad Batch was announced. I think more Mandalorian stuff was announced. Uh, something called uh, uh, Andor. I don't know what that's about. Uh, uh, the Acolyte. Uh, Visions, uh, the Obi-Wan Kenobi project, something with Lando, uh, something with Ahsoka, like, I might be missing some, but, like, all of these were announced, and, like, I'm like, holy crap, that's a lot of Star Wars, and, uh, I'm a fan of Star Wars, I still haven't seen, uh, The Mandalorian and, uh, whatnot, which, um, and some of these look really good and interesting, and, uh, the conflict that I have, kind of going back to what I talked about uh, last week, is like the 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 influence um, that that uh, the the Chinese government has on uh, entertainment in in uh, America, which is one reason why I haven't watched The Mandalorian. It's because I know Disney like like bows to a lot of uh, things that the Chinese government asks them to do. Um, we'd seen it in, like, uh, I just recently learned about this. Apparently, uh, uh, in Marvel movies, um, some of the Iron Man movies, they, they ended up, like, changing, like, uh, certain scenes so that they were favorable in for, for China. I think in Doctor Strange, like, they changed uh, the main... Um, Gosh, I can't remember her name. One of like the main master things. Like in the movie, she was like this this kind of just bald, the bald white lady, who was like some like a, a master of something for for some reason. Apparently, she was supposed to be a Tibetan or something like that. But in order for that movie to come out in China, China said, "Hey, you have to change this person." Uh, and they did think the same thing in some of the Iron Man movies, some of the Avengers movies. It's like inescapable as far as disney is concerned like in the mulan movie they filmed a lot of the movie like right next to where these like uyghur Uyghur muslim concentration camps are um and thanked like a lot of like the guard and and, the 
the guards that were um i guess overseeing like one of the camps i i don't know it was something tied very very close and it's just i, I don't know again censorship i i i hate it and i hate the idea that that's like we just so we can make money we have to censor american movies just so we can make more money like it's that combined with the things that they're doing to Uyghur Muslims like having like another holocaust holocaust and like <laughs> again more human trafficking and like like uh, organ harvesting and like all this stuff and it it sounds nuts so it's like if if you don't believe me like look 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 into it for yourself like <laughs> all this stuff sounds like conspiracy theory but I don't know, it's just a challenge to me. It's, like, to know that... Disney specifically, to know that they're doing that. But then, like, the more you look into it, the more you realize, like, it's just all of, like, Hollywood. All of our, like, major entertainment outlets all bend the knee and do stuff like this. So it becomes really conflicting for me. So it's like, well, do I just not consume, like, inter any entertainment at all? Because it's just everywhere they just have their fingers in everything it's like how can i watch anything like if i feel like i uh, i feel like my the only vote i have uh in the system we're in is basically my dollar what i choose to throw my money at um if that's the only thing that i have to vote with it's like do i just not consume anything do I not buy any more video games? Do I not watch any more movies? Do I not watch any more TV? Like, <laughs> I don't know. I'm always at a rock and a hard place uh, with it because, like, a lot of this, like, stuff is, like, good shows. And I think, the, like, the directors and whatnot of these shows and actors, like, I don't think they directly um, necessarily have anything to do with it like they're not directly responsible it's more of like again like big corporate like studio heads that are making these decisions to to say like okay you are going to do this mr director or whatever writers or any anything that that needs to be changed like it comes as like they're ordered to do it and they choose to do it so i don't know it's difficult it's 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 a it's, it's a struggle um and again, not having anything against like Chinese people at all. Like it's it's not it's not that. It's like w big government heads that are making decisions. It's like the government. It's like the 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 system that is making these things happen. And I just find it disturbing and unethical. And I'm just I I don't know I don't know what to do about it. I really don't. Um, always conflicted with that. Speaking of something else that I'm conflicted about, um, that keeps coming up, and, uh, a lot as of late, is, uh, music and streaming. There's been a lot of, like, talk about copyrights and copyright strikes and, uh, DMCA and all these things across, uh, Twitch and YouTube and all this stuff, and, um... Again, it's another thing that I'm conflicted because on my Twitch channel, when I'm playing games and everything, I'm listening to really like heavy metal, screamo, <laughs> whatever you want to call it. Um, all that music, all that music, because that's uh, what I like. I like to share that with people and everything. So it's what I play, and um, 
uh, one of the reasons I think I'm able to avoid any attention or strikes or anything like that is because one I'm not a big name so you can't extract like money from me because like it's like I'm not a big source of income um so for that's one and then another one is because of the type I, of music I listen to there aren't any big labels like the big labels that are trying to sue and seek out money um like are not the labels that I listen to so I feel like I avoid it because because of that and also from like <laughs> knowing a lot of the bands that are in the scene they want their music to be heard and they're like I don't care like use our our music like go ahead but then when I listen to things that are actually going on behind the scenes when it comes to law around all of this copyright stuff, um, it's not, most of the time it's not the musician's uh, call whether you can use it or not. It comes to like the people who uh, composed it and recorded it and there's a difference between like who owns the masters and who owns the production rights and it's like, every, it's like tons of fingers all wanting to go in the pie to get their cut of the money um and everything so and and one ownership of that song could be suing and the other could not care and 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 not be so it's a mess it's crazy and i keep flip-flopping back and forth whether i should use music or shouldn't because a lot of it i feel i feel safe from again because i'm not a big name like there's not a lot of attention on me maybe if it ever got to that point then there would be um, but, uh, yeah, I've had this conversation, like, over years and years and years, and, like, I still don't know what to do about it. Like, part of me just wants to say, like, I'll just screw it, we'll, we'll not use anything, um, and just deal with it. Um, another part of me wants to switch to using, uh, this Pretzel Rocks platform. Uh, they don't have a lot of music that I personally, like, would listen to, but, again, it's just supposed to be background music, and it's, it just, it would be what it, what it is, and I think they want to seek out some more, like, rock and metal artists, and, and I, I, I saw for the limited time that I used them, they did have some, but, um, again, it's like, when you listen, want to listen to, like, bigger name bands, like, uh, like, just, say, Breaking Benjamin, Five Finger Death Punch, Disturbed, like, things like that, um, when you want to listen to, those songs and your audience does too you, you you could be out of luck because you're well what if their record company like wants to sue me and um yeah it's it's a <laughs> it's a tough thing to deal with and i always find it difficult to to make a concrete decision on that for what i feel comfortable doing because because technically as far as twitch is concerned and technically what is legal and lawful um i don't have any right to do it at all like like according to twitch's terms of service and again just like the legal rights holders of of uh music um technically i'm definitely like legally in the wrong for using it and i'm fully aware of that and there's people f fighting to make it so there is like some kind of use case for if you're just using things as background music then it shouldn't matter um um but that's nothing is sorted out uh, yet, so, I don't know, I, st I go back and forth, I'm always in, in conflict about the right decision, um, <laughs> which I guess is just a running theme for me, uh, uh, option paralysis is definitely something I suffer from in, uh, just about every aspect of my life, um, so no surprise there, uh, to anybody that knows me well at all, um, so, yeah, that's that, um, 
I'm trying to think of anything else that came up this week that I didn't write any little uh, notes about. Uh, nothing's really coming to mind because it's it's um, uh, again I'm just paying attention to like stuff that's going on. I keep watching uh, Tim Pool, uh, taking little like news stories and everything to try and find out like what's going on with vaccines, what's going on with the election, what's going on with the lawsuits that are all like there. Um, and whatnot. Oh, I guess I could touch on that, because uh, as far as, like, uh, lawsuits and everything around the election, um, uh, my take on everything is as far as, like, any legal stuff that's going on, any challenges that Trump is presenting, I think legally he has every right to do it. Like, I think it's even, if, if, if I'm not mistaken, he even has the constitutional right to contest all these things all the way up until... Um, well, I guess tomorrow is when uh, the Electoral College is supposed to like put in their votes of their electoral votes and we find out a definite 100% like, okay, like either Trump's going to continue to to be president or it's going to be Biden. Um, nothing's set in stone until tomorrow and, um, and it could still be up in the air because like all the legal stuff, it, it seems like now because like just about everything has been uh, rejected and after hearing... A different take on things I think for a good reason um, even though like I mean I personally don't want a Biden presidency even though not being a, that much of a fan of Trump I think <laughs> I think we'd be better off with him um, but uh, um, yeah even in that uh, situation I still don't think he has a leg to, to, to stand on uh, partly because where this all gets messy is just the general nature of the country that we're in. We are 50 United States. So as an entity, as a country, we have an overarching federal government that has some jurisdiction um, over all 50 states. But within that, because I think technically we're, we're, what is it, a democratic republic or a constitutional republic, each state also has their own jurisdiction and their government and their own government that keeps them uh, separate entities um, so they're not all because if we were just all 100% controlled by the federal government then the fact that like uh, like you have Washington, Oregon, Texas the fact that you have all these borders between states wouldn't really matter at all because it would all just be the same it would just be USA and there'd be no borders between any states or whatnot and everything and um it's it's something that's um a unique thing that we have being like separate states and states having their own uh, rights and way to do things it's still super complicated it gets super weird and whatnot and that's one of the reasons why everything seems so insane is because it's a difficult thing to deal with and there's lots of people that think we should just basically be like one rule of the federal government and other people love being uh, separate states and 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 uh, saying that like well California shouldn't have any say over what goes on up here in Washington or California shouldn't have any say of what's going on in Florida and vice versa and like all these all these uh, states and that's what that's the problem with this current big like lawsuit that was brought up by Texas trying to sue I think it was Pennsylvania Georgia Oh crap! I forget it all, but like Texas trying to sue four states because 
the election process that they decided to put in, mainly mail-in balloting, um, was unconstitutional, and the way they did it was unconstitutional. And to some degree, you say should say like, oh yeah, well they should have the right to do that because the way that like they decided to their run their election affects the rest of the states. But also, every state has the right to run things the way that they want to run things. So, like when it comes down to something like that, if they decided to do all mail-in voting, that's it's all on the the state. And if everybody in the state decides that they like that then it's like what what can we do um and it just gets super messy because if the supreme court had had gotten decided to take this and gotten involved and that sets a precedent for like basically losing some states rights and i don't know if that's necessarily a good thing i haven't thought about it a lot. I think about it more and more because I'm paying attention to what's going on. Because I mean, like, again, I want to know what's happening. Like, I feel like it's really bad for me to like just stick my head back under the rock and try to pretend that nothing's happening. Because um, in all of this, a lot of states are considering uh, secession. It sounds like nothing official and whatnot, but like in in the dealings on of like <laughs> government people compared to average Joe everyday. Uh, people like like you and me it doesn't affect doesn't affect us until like it be- it became like a big like impact like if like if um all of a sudden just cuz it's being thrown around if texas decided to secede from the the us and that was approved then but we weren't up here in washington then all of a sudden like just as far as my everyday life goes, if we sell products for for um, uh, out of my business where I work, if we sold products to Texas, that all of a sudden creates a a whole like hiccup of like of supply chain and whatnot and all that stuff. Because now all of a sudden that's international. That's that's a whole separate entity. <laughs> and it's like how do we navigate that and whatnot like do we lose a significant part of like the business that I work for does that mean that like my hours go down does that mean that like I get paid less does that mean I lose my job like that like those things start to stack up um and everything so it's it's so it's concerning it also is concerning because like my state along with Oregon and uh, California they've talked about the idea of of uh uh, of forming their own, I guess, country or super state or whatever of Cascadia. Um, that idea has been around for a while. And it's like, if that happens, do I necessarily want to be part of that? Like, if that does happen, that's, and it's not something that I want, like, well, what are my options? Am I all of a sudden, do I all of a sudden have to move spur of the moment? Like, just move somewhere else because it's like, I don't want to not be a part of the U.S., like, so now I have to move and flee this new country because I would rather be in the country that I I w- already was in. Like, it's it's something to, to to at least pay attention to, because some big decisions like that could could have to be made. It's 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 scary and like weighs on my mind. I try not to let it affect me too much, but it's like 
it's something worth paying attention to because like these are all like strange times everything is weird we're, we're so politically divided it's it's just it's just unprecedented times for at least my lifetime uh it's 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 just a lot of crazy things can happen and you just gotta i feel like you at least gotta pay attention so you can know what right moves to make and and whatnot and 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 plan so you can at least have have the best life that you can and where you want to and i just i don't know i don't rule anything out like i like i i'm not I don't know. I, I don't know where to fall on it with one side or the other as far as like what I support, what I want, this or that. Um, but I'm at least just paying attention so I can try to make the best decisions that I can for me and my wife and uh, and what my family would do in that situation as well. And I don't know. I just want to be in the know because these are interesting times and anything can happen and a lot of it we won't know what to do with until it's right in front of our face um and this could all blow over and it could be nothing like it's just as easily it could just like all these tensions and whatnot could just fizzle out so it's it's i don't know i i don't know i just try to pay attention and stay informed to the best of my ability and try to hope that other people do as well um i think that's all that I got on that. Um, also, I think with that, I think that's it for this uh, this week. Uh, hopefully next week we'll have more interesting things to talk about. And I'll be sure to do another episode. Uh, again, we do these shows live on Twitch every weekend. Um, and that's twitch.tv slash 777gaming triple spelt with two p's because i can't spell <laughs> and uh after the episode we do a live q a there so if you want to be a part of that make sure to go to that channel uh, make sure to follow um if you want to be part of the discord hit me up in that channel while we're live and we can get you in there to continue talking about these things so thank you all for listening and i will see you next time